Yo, Sheffield and beyond. Here we are for uh, podcast number four of Looking Up Sheffield. And uh, I'm Nick Allen. I've once again gatecrashed the marvellous Mr. Harvey to accompany him on the journey of Sheffield's awesome coffee shops. We'll have a bit more on that later. So for now, listen up for Looking Up Sheffield. away but now we're back in the saddle after Christmas with the newest cat on the podcast block looking up Sheffield not that we're advocating cats in saddles that's an altogether different more niche podcast this is episode four of looking up Sheffield a journey through the city's heritage and resurrection with clanging plates and everything which takes you inside converted Edwardian pissoirs haunted Starbucks and forgotten cemeteries We've heard about the siege of Sheffield Castle over spice lattes, given our regards to Blanc Street and touched on the grave robberies and buried treasures of Ward's End Cemetery, the only graveyard, I'll tell you now, in the whole world that is intersected by a railway line and is now set to become one of the city's newest performance spaces. Tonight we move a few hundred feet away from our spiritual home, the River Don, to the heart of the city too, the project which is currently transforming well the heart of the city of Sheffield. But it's not all neon and stardust, but a scheme which speaks to the city's heritage too. More on that later. Without further ado, let me introduce the excellent Nicola Allen, who joined us on Podcast Free. Hello. Singer, benevolent friend, roller skater, juggler of many cats, and indeed small plates clattering in the restaurant kitchen, <laughs> and voted most promising podcaster of December 2019 by a small audience. Welcome back, Nicola. Last time we saw you, you were meditative, free-flowing, and running slightly higher than seasonal levels. What on earth have you been up to? Well, I'd say my levels are flowing a little more steadily at the moment, and the coffee's been flowing pretty steadily too, as, uh, as we'll touch upon shortly. Um, I think I'm just getting into the general vibe of 2020, really, you know, just feeling where it's going to go, and starting off on little projects, and so, yeah, I'm just just harnessing the general 2020 vibe at the moment. Just, just take your time. I mean, it's a big decade stretching out in front of us, much like the River Don, you know, for many years ahead. You know, let's not just kind of uh, just hold our horses, take it steady and uh, just ease our way into 2020. Maybe a lot of people are feeling like that. You know, it's a new decade, big, uh, big decade for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's been full on. Work's crazy. Home life's crazy. But there's absolutely no way you're getting me doing dry January. Just not going to happen. Um, doing a lot of fitness, though. Hell of a lot of fitness. Getting the cross-country runs in there, slucking in the mud and uh, sliding down the hills and stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's looking good so far. Excellent. So we moved away from the Don for tonight's interview with an essential interview of one of the architects of Sheffield's Renaissance, Nalin Senevaratni from the council. He's the man plotting heart of the city too, a £470 million scheme taking shape before our eyes, the Monkey Weekday and now Marmadukes, where this podcast is being recorded tonight. So what do you think of Heart of the City 2, Nick, and, and what do you think of Marmadukes? Um, I love it. I mean, obviously I work in the city centre and every day I go out on my lunch break and it just seems like it's changing every day. There's something different. You see something being knocked down or whatever, but 
all the all the beautiful bits are being retained, which just looks stunning when you see it from the back, and it's all all the backs disappeared, but the front is still there, and it just looks awesome. Um, and then obviously we've got some fab new shops, uh, which great when you pop out on your lunch break. Not so great for your bank balance, but uh, especially uh, just after payday like now. Um, and then new Marmadukes. I mean, original Marmadukes is definitely one of the best places to eat and drink in Sheffield. And everybody who goes there just loves it. It's got its own little charm and quirks. And I was half like, oh, can it really work doing this big thing in this new scheme? But they've absolutely nailed it. It's totally different, but at the same time in sync. And uh, yeah, love it. It's great. I mean, just to set the scene, they've got parquet floors, banisters. We're at street level at the moment, but it kind of feels like we're elevated. It's uh, it, it's cavernous, but it's intimate. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it looks absolutely tremendous. It does. It's amazing. Don't try to steal anything because everything's glued down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of clientele they are expecting, you know. But this isn't Castlegate. This is kind of like the heart of the city too, and it's a different kind of crowd, really. Um, but um, there we go. So, is, what else has been going off um, this year for you in terms of what's happening in Sheffield? Um, well, obviously today we've had uh, Tramline's lineup drop um, literally about 40 minutes ago, so people are all going to be getting excited about that. Ian Brown and Catfish and the Bottleman, the Hives. Oh, the Hives. The Hives, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, we've got the Kooks, Fratellis, some good local bands as well, Sherlock's. So, yeah, there's plenty of hype going on around that. Um, ooh, what else? I don't know. What else do you want to know about? Um, well, it's been a good start to the year for me in terms of um, got tickets for everybody's talking about Jamie. Oh, so that's coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks' time. Yeah. Shane Ritchie's in that. Um, and then it's going to be a big year for, um, for that particular production because uh, it, the big film's coming out this summer, made by Warp. Um, who've made so many other great films across the city. Sheffield's very much going to be in the national consciousness. Absolutely, yeah. So we're here at Marmadukes and it's simply fantastic. Complex, operating on many levels, warm and welcoming, like a friend um, who you haven't seen for a while. Um, but that's enough about my lovely co-host. This building is really something special. It made us think of our top ten cafes in Sheffield. As we queue up the music, here's a disclaimer. There are hundreds of brilliant new cafes in Sheffield. Hopefully this list, which has been brought to you exclusively from Beyond the Grave by Phil Linnett, is representative of them all. Are you ready, Phil? Nick? Hi. At 10, it's Brigazzi's. An absolute marvel which has thrown down the percolated gauntlet to all the res- other establishments on Abbeydale Road. Superb coffees, sandwiches and Italian delicacies, Brigazzi's would be number one in a list of best Sheffield institutions. And at 9, it's Union Street, a collective delight where you're just as likely to find yoga or meditation as you are a mocha and a yoghurt. Their pop-up food is pretty unreal too. At eight, Nicola, it's the Virgin Money Lounge. Oh, of course. One of our absolute favourites. Yes, this might be the equivalent of an Oval the Duck or a Shut Up of Your Face in our glittering top ten. But let's not forget, the Virgin Money Lounge offers free coffee, complimentary tea bags, a decidedly older crowd, broken biscuits and broken politics. 
And bowling. Don't forget the bowling and the vinyl. <laughs> it really is a feast. Let's not forget when VML. Live pianists. Like, terrible pianists. Pianists. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe not the podcast to be describing that kind of stuff, but um, VML, as I like to call it, you know, it maybe isn't the kind of like trendy kid, um, not really many hipsters in there at the moment or at any time, but, uh, you know, in January, it's very much kept me afloat with its free coffee and, uh, and herbal tea bags. At seven, it's Guard. So hard to pick just one place in Kellam Island with the grind and vault both running it very close. The guard just about swings it for its early morning yoga sessions and smoothies and lush coffee. At six, it's Aesthete of Walkley. A new kid on the block, but part of Walkley's changing dynamic, which has seen it open beer shops, planteries and bakers in recent months. How do you say it? Aesthete. Aesthete is pleasing aesthetically and otherwise. At five, it's Tampa Coffee. Uh, Kiwi coffee, the best baristas in the business, a chance to do some Sheffield schleb spotting and a generally fantastic vibe which has transformed Arundel Street and now Castlegate as part of Commune. At four, it's Hooger, Heige, Higgy, Huggy, Hoogar. Some say Hoogar, some say Higgy, some say Higgy, whatever. Looking up Sheffield just wants to give Hoogar a massive hug. It's transformed the corner of Fitzalan Square, formerly known as Fitzalan Fight Club, for its rather rivaled after-hours punching club, into a tranquil zen hangout with suspended chairs, a cinema, table football and great drinks. We proper love it. At three, it's Sight Gallery. Revamped, rebooted, revitalised. A great place to unwind of a decent design mag and a cool exhibition. And at two, it's Steamyard. The most Instagrammed independent coffee shop in Sheffield, and the UK. Whatever. It's cronuts makers go nuts. It's flat whites are a delight. It's more basil gazing than navel gazing. We just love it. And at number one. Hang on. Hang on a minute. We've got two number ones again. Not again. Oh, it's South Street Coffee. There's no place quite like South Street. Gazing over the city and eating a proper vegan feast. We can't wait to sit out in the sunshine and bask in our city again. And the other one at number one, Nicola, is... It has to be... Costa, Costa in Barnsley. No, 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 no. No. It's Marmadukes. <laughs> well, they have just totally transformed what a city centre coffee house can be. And joining us here to celebrate its success is the lovely Tim, also known as the bike in Marmaduke's famous logo. So, Tim, from Marmadukes... Hi, hi. Um, what a, a time it's been. We spoke several months ago when you were just about to uh, uh, unveil the vision, really, for Marmaduke's 2. And now here we are. You're the uh, at, at cafe in Sheffield, or the newest cafe in Sheffield. How do you feel about that? Well, absolutely delighted. It's, uh, it's been a long, hard slog, I have to say. It, it's, it's gone for about two years now. So to get uh, this new cafe open has been a huge achievement. And... And to, to win anything is fantastic. It, um, the people of Sheffield have welcomed us for the past seven, eight years, and the response to this latest uh, venue has been terrific. And so this is great, icing on the cake. Um, describe Marmaduke's to me and uh, you know, what's so different about this new cafe. Well, we've, we've tried to, or say we, my wife has tried to create some links, so you'll see the, um, the lights up on the mezzanine there. We have two, that, two of those lights upstairs at Norfolk Row, 
um, and they're old gas heaters from the war, from a, a munitions factory, uh, and they're, they're a real sort of strong feature. So she's tried to pick some threads up from the other place, but this is a new space, and com- it was a, a complete shell, empty. So, you know, over the weeks and months, uh, as, it, as it emerged from nothing, um, I was as surprised as anyone, just how fabulous it looks. It's, it's just a, a great space, and already it, it has a feeling, a feeling of comfort, it feels lived in, which is what I think any, any cafe owners want. They, they want people to feel like that when they come in. And that, that could almost be a metaphor for the wider kind of heart of the city development that's taking place literally out on your doorstep. How does it feel to be a part of that? Absolutely fantastic. I, I can't tell you. I was, a, I was a, a youngster growing up in this area and I, I knew Sheffield when it was a busy, bustling, vibrant city. And, and it's definitely been improving in recent years. Um, and, and the heart of the city development, when it was first uh, suggested that we get involved... I really, really like the idea of it, and, and um, so I said yes straight away. Lots of lots of work to do to, to make it happen, to be truthful. It was hard for an independent like us, um, but I don't regret it. I don't regret all the hard work, strife, because it, it's turned out great. And I, and I do think that this heart of the city development will see a new bright future for Sheffield, and I, and I really, really do mean that. And I hope that the independent sector is, is very much to the fore um, because I think Sheffield is it's that sort of city. It, it feels independent, that big village sort of mentality. Uh, yeah, it, it, it feels great and I'm, I'm loving being part of it. Tim, thanks very much and uh, here's to your success. Thanks. excited to have my uh, my next guest here today um, in Marmaduke's. He's just uh, taken a, a small swig of hot chocolate. Um, we've got the uh, the wonderful um, Nalin Senevaratni here today. I, first of all, have I pronounced your surname correctly there, Nalin, or near enough? Yeah, that's near enough, Laurie. Yeah, over, over, over the years, I'm quite old now, so over the years I've, I've did all sorts of different versions, so uh, I'm comfortable with most. <laughs> <laughs> but for the rest of this interview, I'll, call, I'll, I'll just call you Nalin. I think yeah, you know. That's fine. Joint luminaries like Prince, um, <laughs> Liberace, Lemmy. Um, you know. And that's I, fine. I'll take that. Yeah, think, I'll go with that. That's, that sounds good. So, uh, so uh, Nalin, we're, we're here in, in Marmaduke, and in, in many ways, this kind of uh, personifies what you've been trying to do with the part uh, of the City Two scheme. I think. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Seeing seeing Marmaduke's come to life here within the scheme, and people enjoying the place enjoying what's on offer here is very much what this is all about ultimately it's about people it's about people enjoying enjoying the city centre and and this is you know a, 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 one of the first examples of what's yet to come with the rest of the scheme so yeah fantastic and what I think has been really pleasing to me when I've walked past it is people really engaging with this part of the city you know we've gone past that sort of stage of people thinking what is it what's happening here will uh, will ever anything materialize and now people are actually kind of like they're shopping here they're working here they're engaging with the spaces the public spaces around it um so i I think the mood's probably pretty confident for for this year 
Yeah, I think the, the, the mood's certainly confident, although, just backtracking a little bit on what you said, I'm still coming across people who aren't so sure that it's happening. And, and I only have to say, well, hang on a minute, just look at look around, look at the new HSBC building, Grosvenor House, in which Marmaduke's here is, is sat, and with weekday monkey, two new retail offers. The, the other two blocks on Pinston Street, which are currently under construction, you know, we've got the the enabling works, the demolition and enabling works um, just, just coming to an end and then the, the new buildings will rise. So I do kind of scratch my head a bit when people say, is it really happening? And I think in part, for so many years, the people of Sheffield saw nothing happen. And I think it's still probably a little bit of a shock to the system that the, there is stuff happening. And, and, and although they can see what's going on, it's almost a... Is this real? Is this is this real? And and I can just reassure anyone listening to this podcast that yes, it's real and it is happening, and we are delivering it. And and yeah, over the next few years, um, the remaining blocks will be will be delivered out. And how big a change do you think this is for Sheffield? Um, you know, the, the biggest of um, this century, I, I would imagine, but or maybe one the biggest ever that it's experienced. Well, I don't know about the biggest ever. Certainly, I mean, this is a major piece of city centre being, being being created from from what used to be here. Uh, there's clearly a, a, a reference to what was here because we're building on the existing street patterns. So the existing street patterns, especially Cambridge Street, which is one of the oldest streets in uh, in the city, um, is still going to be Cambridge Street. You know, and, when it, and so I think yeah, it's a big development. It's a it's a it's a major development within the UK never mind Sheffield whether it's ever going to be the biggest I don't know because you know over time other things might happen but it's certainly a notable uh, development within within the city and uh, you touched on the uh, the heritage aspect there I mean just uh, behind us outside you can still see the uh, the old frontages of Pinston Street but there's also exciting plans in the in the works for, for other parts of, uh, of old Sheffield isn't there like Leah's Yard yeah, absolutely. Leah's Yard, um, there'll, be, there'll be some news about this uh, very soon because we have submitted a, uh, an, an a planning application for listed building consent to actually fix the building. So we have to get permission to fix the building because it's Grade 2 listed. Uh, we can't just go and have a go at it. We've got, we've got to do it very carefully and uh, with engaging um, with the various uh, heritage authorities. So that's really something that's exciting I think something that's been kind of mothballed for many many years with the scaffold propping it up when we start to see contractors on site fixing Lear's yard that's again another major milestone and a a milestone for the preservation of heritage within the the city centre as well so it's really exciting Uh, I couldn't believe it when I went inside Lear's yard six months a year ago maybe now um, where um, it was just preserved in time. Um, you, you'd go inside and there was a there's a British rail map from 1973. There was older uh, um, invoices, you know, for, almost as if it had just been left like a time capsule to Sheffield's old little mester's history. Um, what? How will the kind of new development, in your mind at least, kind of reflect that that old history? So part of the uh, vision for how Lear's Yard will be used is to really not recreate but it will bring back to life what currently happens so the the option for co-working space 
in terms of office office space on one of the floors. The ability to look at uh, some of the uh, workshop space being just that again, workshop space or studio space for for makers and, and creative craft people in the city. So it will it will really be the the same thing. So it's heritage, what it was built for. I think is what it will be able to do today and and in the future. That's just such a great story for. Um, for Sheffield, I think it, it, thematically it covers the, um, the same ground as our previous podcast, which have been about turning you know old buildings into like you know new life, but also kind of maintaining that kind of sense of history and purpose. Um, tell me what else we can expect to see for the scheme, you know, the next twelve months or so. So uh, there will be there will be some. Um, I'm hoping that there'll be some announcements because we're, we're, we're dealing with a, with a commercial development as well, and we're dealing with with um, with tenants, and we need to get deals done to, to make some of this happen but I'm looking forward to being able to uh, talk about um, new restaurants within the scheme within what we've already built uh, looking forward to being able to announce uh, the potential for a new hotel on Pinston Street um, that's within the again behind the existing Victorian facade so what people see on Pinston Street will, will remain in terms of that heritage. So I think, you know, there's a number of exciting things to come. I, I can't, unfortunately, I don't want to steal the, the, the thunder from, from my uh, political bosses. And, and there'll be more news about, about this in, in, in March. So watch this space, everybody, I think. But there'll be some exciting news to, to come uh, next month. And um, we kind of set the set the scene for actually getting on and, and delivering part of the city too. And uh, tell me what it means to you as a, in a personal capacity to have the role that you, you do. You must get a lot of um, job satisfaction from, uh, from sort of being the steward, if you like, of this kind of programme. Well, it's, it, it's a real privilege, Lolly, to be honest. It, you know, there's, to be trusted to um, deliver a scheme like this on behalf of the citizens of Sheffield, um, yeah, it, 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 it's a great honour and a privilege, and something that I often reflect on. Um, the fact that Sheffield City Council has taken decisions to invest in this scheme and turn turn around what had been something that was stagnating and not moving forward. Uh, and, and with me having the ability to, to drive that forward is a, is a real honour. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's uh, it, it has plenty of challenges. So there's plenty of uh, sort of ups and downs, but I can say there are more ups than, than downs. Uh, and it, and it, it's great to be able to get out of bed in the morning and know that you know we're, we're creating um, creating a, a major sort of landmark and, and creating a new a new piece of the city centre that hopefully, you know, people will want to preserve in the future, along with what the, the historic elements that we're preserving already. So, yeah, so, so it's really great. And, 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 it's, and it is a team effort. I can't, you know, I, I mustn't forget the, the team. This could only be done by pulling together uh, some, some great people, both within the council and, and from our, um, our partners, delivery partners, People, people like like Queensbury, Turner and Townsend, our designers, 
various architects, Field and Club Bradley, Leonard Design, uh, HLM Architects, Arapas Engineers. We're, you know, and I'm, and I'm probably missing a whole load of people there. So forgive me for those that I haven't I haven't mentioned. But but without everybody pulling together, you, you can't you can't do this sort of stuff. So so yeah, it's a, it's 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 a great job, and we've got a great team uh, behind the scenes. Um, wh- why do you think this scheme could only really work in Sheffield? I mean, one of the things about Seven Stone, of course, was it might have been like a identical kind of shopping centre. This isn't like that, is it? Heart of the city, too. It's uh, it's very much could only really belong in Sheffield. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think if if we had delivered the Seven Stone project, then maybe we'd all be sat here now regretting it, given the changes in the retail environment. Given that that was predominantly a retail scheme, and what we've got here. Uh, with with this project now is very much a mixed use scheme. We want to celebrate what's what's great about the city centre. Hence, you know, looking at the retention of the streets, looking at the retention of heritage buildings where where we've been able to, um, even giving a new home for businesses that are already in Sheffield that needed uh, new space, new space to grow, new space to to expand their business. Um, and you know we've 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 secured with securing the likes of HSBC and, and CMS, who were already in the city, but decided that they wanted to buy into what the city centre itself had to offer and that vibrancy. So it really is a, a, a Sheffield story here as well. And interestingly, because we've got HSBC above us, uh, Laurie, and the, each each of the four floors of that building has got a, a has got a Sheffield theme. So there's a sports theme on one floor, there's an outdoor city on another floor, there's sort of arts, culture, music on another one, and then one celebrating industry and, and steel. So, so it's really interesting how a massive global organisation like that, even with this building that, that we're in, have, have decided to make sure that there's that identity with the city that it sits in. Alan, that's been absolutely fantastic. What a great insight today and uh, onwards and upwards for 2020. Thank you. Laurie, a pleasure. Thanks a lot. There's nothing that I like more than an economical podcast. We've delivered a whole episode of Looking Up Sheffield within an hour in Marmaduke's new establishment on Cambridge Street in Heart of the City too. Um, Thank you to Nicola Allen, the ever-wonderful Kieran Flanagan for behind-the-scenes action and nicking the uh, music for Phil Linnett off the internet. Um, So if there's any lawsuits, then just let him know if that's okay. Um, I'd like to say thank you to Nalin, um, who joins great one-name luminaries such as Prince, Lemmy and Liberace as the guest of honour on this podcast. I'd like to say thanks to Tim at Marmadukes for being a fantastic, fantastic um, recipient of the inaugural um, Looking Up Sheffield Best Cafe in Sheffield Award. Um, I have to think about uh, um, how I get rid of the trophy off the cabinet because it seems to be glued down um, at the moment. And um, on that note, thank you, dear listeners, for sticking with looking up Sheffield. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.